Welcome to Leaders and Legends of Online Learning, a podcast dedicated to the experts. Thank you for listening. Each episode will be learning from the world's leading thinkers and practitioners in online learning and linking to ideas relevant to online teaching, working with online learners and digital education. You can listen to the experts and check their profiles and link to some of their work on our website, www.onlinelearninglegends.com. I'm Mark Nichols, the interviewer in this episode. You'll meet Senior Professor Sharonika Karananayake in this episode. Sharonika has a long history in online education that started as a distance student. Her pioneering work with the Faculty of Education at the Open University of Sri Lanka gives her a fascinating perspective of online education practice and teacher empowerment. It's my pleasure to be talking with Senior Professor Sharonika Karananayake of the Faculty of Education at the Open University of Sri Lanka, the OUSL. Shiranika's scholarly expertise is in educational technology, learning experience design, and OER and OEP, and she is currently a Commonwealth of Learning Chair following an academic career of almost 30 years with the OUSL. Shiranika, it's really good to be talking with you. Thank you very much, Mark. It's my pleasure. Shiranika, can we start with a brief overview of your career and publications? Well, I started my career as a school teacher. Uh, that was my childhood dream, actually. Uh, so I became a trainee teacher in the same school I studied at immediately after completing my high school in 1981. Uh, so later on, I became a permanent teacher there. And I enjoyed teaching science for secondary school children uh, for 10 years. Mm. Uh, then I had another dream that is to graduate from a university. But unfortunately, um, or fortunately, I didn't get the opportunity to attend a conventional university in Sri Lanka because of the highly competitive nature in university admissions. Mm. But later on, I thought it's a blessing in disguise for me because while teaching, I got the opportunity to enroll in the Open University of Sri Lanka Mm. uh, as a student. Uh, They know USL is the only open university in Sri Lanka and the premier open and distance learning institution in Sri Lanka functioning since 1980. So in 1983, I enrolled in the first batch of Bachelor of Science, BSc degree uh, program. uh, And after navigating through a very challenging uh, yet a productive journey, finally I graduated in 1990 with the first class honours and receiving the gold medal uh, for the best performance. Fantastic. Thank you. So that was a memorable moment. So uh, simultaneously, I also uh, managed to obtain a distance teacher training certificate in science at the National Institute of Education in Sri Lanka in 1988. So uh, but I, why I'm saying this is both this distance learning happened while I was fully engaged as a school teacher. Mm. So my perspectives today are expressed not only as an ODL teacher, but also as an ODL learner as well. After graduating from OUSL, I had a strong desire to join the OUSL staff. So uh, I took a proactive decision uh, to resign from my permanent school teacher job and then take up a temporary demonstrator job in the zoology department uh, at OUSL in 1991. Yeah. Uh, for, but fortunately, in 1993, I got a permanent position at OUSL at, as an educational assistant in the department of education. Mm. So joining the permanent academic staff as a graduate of OUSL itself, together with a decade of uh, experience as a school teacher, trained school teacher, so I was excited to function as an ODL 
teacher uh, in the same system where I has I have been a student before. Uh, then I after that I received my postgraduate diploma in education from University of Colombo in 1996. That's also by studying as an external student while teaching at the OUSL. <laughs> Uh, then afterwards, I got an opportunity to undertake my doctoral studies at the University of Wollongong in Australia mm. uh, through a World Bank funded scholarship awarded uh, from the Ministry of Education in Sri Lanka in 1998. Uh, I received uh, the Doctor of Education degree in 2001 and uh, becoming the first doctorate in Sri Lanka specialized in ICT in education and training. That was another watershed in my life that exposure experience and the good foundations in education technology I received at the University of Wollongong was a great stimulus and a very significant uh, enabler in my professional development uh, and to advance my career towards uh, technology enabled learning and teaching and especially in online teaching and learning. Mm. Uh, so with my doctorate, I got promoted as a senior lecturer in 2001 after returning back to OUSL and later I became the head of the department of secondary and tertiary education for six years uh, from 2006 to 2012 and functioned as the dean of the faculty of education for another six years. Mm. And then I'm happy to become the first uh, full professor in educational technology in Sri Lanka in 2013 and then a senior professor in education technology in 2021. Mm. So as you mentioned at the beginning, by this year, 2023, I'm completing 30 years of continuous service as a permanent academic at OUSL. So I actively engage in online course design, development and delivery, uh, as well as in related research, and I have published widely. Uh, I have received uh, several awards, uh, local and international. So that's like a brief overview of my career so far. It's a it's a wonderful career, and, and of course, starting as an experience as a distance student, and I'm sure you would have seen the practice of distance education change a lot over your career. Um, what are some of the things that you've noticed in particular? Just thinking back to your first days with um, Sri Lanka Open University, compared to how things are done now, what sort of differences have you noticed? Yes, uh, actually, the opportunity to learn, be a learner in the ODL system itself enabled me to gain uh, real-life experience in the application of uh, distance learning principles, which I learned later on, you know, mm. the theories I learned later on, but I had already practically experienced them. So, for example, uh, the physical separation of teachers and learners, it's still there, but the mediation, the use of medium to facilitate the interaction, that was done only through print modules at that time. We had loads and loads of print self-study modules. I still have them, the whole lot of them. And it was a lot of self-studying at home while working, uh, you know, full-time. We, we were all, the whole batch was like working adults. So we didn't meet. We had very occasional face-to-face -face sessions, uh, which were called day schools. And of course, uh, for BAC, we had practicals, compulsory practical sessions. Those were the only... Uh, times we met each other, even saw, saw the teachers to have that social, socialization. So those principles are still, I mean, valid. Uh, only thing, the, the medium that has been used to uh, unite the two parties, that 
that's the change i can see mm-hmm. uh, so however the distance mode compel lot of self directed and self regulated learning and lot of other skills as well uh, like time management uh, multitasking work scheduling so all these uh, things need for a healthy work study balance because our learners are uh, mostly um, working adults mm. so they really need this uh, work healthy work study balance so since i have experienced all these things uh, still all those things are varied so i i think uh, that experience really helps me to um, function effectively in the same system and support our learners and to guide them you know all those things are possible mm. the mm. fundamental principles of distance education is still there Mm, excellent. So your work over the years has gone over quite a few different areas. So educational technology, learning experience design, the ones that I introduced you with. What are some of the themes that your work has provided that you sense are still pertinent today? And I'm really fascinated actually by your observation that the teaching and learning practice remains the same. Uh, or sorry, the principles remain the same, but the practice does change. Yes, um, talking about technology-enhanced learning, because um, even those days we had be- very basic technology, mm. maybe even audio, video, you know, even those technology. From the in- beginning, I have been really interested in integrating the available technology into my teaching and learning. even using you no know, music or sound effects or you know ba- basic things available at that time yeah. but um, actually we were we were exposed to very limited computer technology during my under- undergraduate studies that motivated me to save some money and buy my own computer and play around with it but actually it was during my doctoral studies at university of ulangong i got really exposed uh, to education technology and i became progressively confident in using the education technology uh, for example i was very excited with the exposure to uh, different uh, multimedia authoring tools at that time like oracle media objects and web authoring tools such as claris homepage yeah. uh, and computer conferencing uh, and online web based learning online learning totally new for me so i thought of uh, researching along this novel area in my doctoral study so uh, my thesis focused on design processes adopted by sri lankan teacher educators to develop internet based study materials as novice web designers yeah uh, so under the expert guidance of my thesis supervisors professors john hedberg and brian ferry uh, i was able to explore this fascinating world of educational technology and instructional design so i was so motivated reading about these new all new notions for me at that time like computers as cognitive tools uh, meaningful learning with technology and the constructivist approach situated cognition and instructional design models so all those things enhanced my interest and uh, it was like extended from learning by doing to learning by designing mm-hmm. in real life situations yeah. so this experience in uh, at the university of ulangong really motivated me to later integrate the same principles into the edtech courses i designed for uh, our student teachers at ousl now after coming back to usl armed with my newly acquired skills and knowledge i was fortunate to get associated with uh, professor somnaito who who arrived from australia in 2003 to he came to sri lanka to facilitate our faculty the faculty of education to develop an innovative masters program in teacher education with the support 
of commonwealth of learning calls with call support he was the facilitator mm. so um, that was in 2003 and i was very excited to hear him speaking that same edtech language you know which i understood very <laughs> clearly and uh, easily and delightfully so i could actively contribute to the course design process uh, which adopt, adopted an innovative pedagogical mod- model scenario based learning he introduced to us yeah. and uh, we all, he also engaged us in collaborative research and publications in you know in relation to those uh, that work and in in 2008 the faculty of education received the call excellence award for distance education materials for this innovative program yeah uh, that was at the pan commonwealth forum in london so i should also also mention the leadership and motivation provided by our dean at the dean of the faculty at that time late professor chandra gunawardena who is a role model for me hmm. then another significant event that happened in 2003 was another capacity building workshop happened at ousl organized by the staff development center on e learning that was with the support from semca commonwealth educational media center for asia the asian regional arm of call Mm-hmm. and again uh, professor somnaidu and dr sanjay mishra yeah. who was at semca at that time they were facilitating and the important thing is this workshop resulted in the initiation of online learning at ousl mm. in 2003 yeah so they introduced e learning and uh, with a basic learning management system called manhattan later on we expanded online learning with the support uh, from uh, the adb project called distance education modernization project uh, and during 2003 to 2009 uh, we expanded a lot we moved on to the moodle lms yeah. uh, and i got certified as a trainer of online tutors and mentors during this period and at the same time i led the team work in the design development and delivery of the first standalone fully online course at ousl called teach educator as an educational technologist in 2007 that was one of the courses we created we designed for that innovative masters program Mm-hmm. that was on it uh, developing um, capacity on educational technology among teach educators mm-hmm. and one more uh, significant area is about open educational resources and open educational practices oer and oep so i got really curious to explore further about it and i was the dean at 2013 then i requested call to support us for a series of capacity building workshops for all faculty members we were a small faculty about 30 people at that time Mm-hmm. so uh, we had a very productive uh, series of workshops on integration of ICT and OER into teach education programs and we shared our experience by experiences by publishing an edited book in 2014 titled integrating OER in educational practices practitioner stories mm-hmm. it is the first OER book released at OUSL with a creative commons license so with that we um, did lot of OER projects with that interest several oer projects were done continuously uh, about oer based e learning capacity development which uh, involved all the other faculties and then introduced the oer concept for school teachers uh, through another project uh, research on oer for development idrc supported project yeah covering all nine provinces of sri lanka it was a big project Uh, and then later on we created the first MOOCs in at OUSL uh, on OER and OEP 
so all these were OER related initiatives I had led at the Open University of Sri Lanka, but they are all collaborative teamwork and facilitated, mentored and guided by Professor Somnaidu, all these projects. Mm, so mm. this uh, uh, relationship, this professional relationship produ uh, produced a lot of uh, public research publications. Over the years, we have published a lot along these various initiatives. Mm, uh, mm. And I also like to mention that OUSL is the first higher education institution in Sri Lanka to adopt an OER policy yeah. uh, in 2000. 15 and we updated it in 2020. So when uh, you first encountered scenario-based learning, I think you mentioned 2003 uh, with some, are you still using that approach? Uh, are there some things that you've taken uh, from even two decades ago and are still using today? Of course, of course, yes. Scenario Because because we uh, realised the value of that, you know, uh, authentic uh, scenario-based learning, especially for teachers and teacher educators. We introduced that only in one program, but later on we expanded it to most of the others. Now, now everybody is talking about authentic learning, but that was authentic learning at that time because all those activities were uh, we designed authentic, and that was the first program at OUSL which didn't have a you know final traditional uh, written examination. Mm. It was all through continuous uh, project-based learning activities which were, which were assessed continuously and also a reflective journal, uh, the learning portfolio. All those things uh, contributed to the final assessment. So no final written exams. That's the so still we have that program we continuously conduct and we have incorporated those uh, aspects into other programs as well. Yeah. Uh, I think another thing I uh, forgot to mention about the recent projects on uh, introducing digital education practices for school teachers. That is with the call support. Uh, there's a program called C-Delta, Commonwealth Digital Education Leadership Training in Action. Mm -hmm. uh, C-Delta, Project of Commonwealth of Learning. Uh, I have introduced it to the Sri Lankan school teachers since 2018 in three phases, teachers all over the country. So that was also another impactful project which was really appreciated by the teachers because they need this capacity development. So as a former school teacher myself and being engaged in teacher education for almost three decades, I'm passionate about this teacher capacity development in technology-enabled learning. Mm. So, Shira Nicholas, now uh, coming up towards, well, we're midway through 2023, you've seen a lot of online education, a lot of distance education across your career. What are your observations about online learning and education at the present time? What are some of the themes and challenges and issues that we're facing right now? Yes, even though online learning has been in existence for a long time, since maybe 1980s or 1990s and expanded during the 21st century, uh, yet, I think the overall interest and the recognition of actual value of this mode of delivery is inadequate. Uh, maybe due to various uh, challenges and reasons, including resource limitations, especially in our context, we have uh, that as a major challenge. Mm. And also maybe the reluctance of people to change from their traditional practices. With the covid 19 pandemic, we saw this uh, immediate uh, interest or like everybody is compelled to rely on um, technologies. Mm -hmm. And they started using various technologies in an ad hoc manner and 
calling that online learning mm. so that, that's that's something well you can't blame anybody also because that there was the need to keep the continuation of education so everybody started using even without any training uh, even teachers and educators so most people were thinking even now they sometimes people say that just conducting you know video conferencing like zoom sessions or just using whatsapp to have this um, communications with students that is online learning yeah so i think it's very important for everyone especially teachers and educators to have a very clear understanding about the underlying principles of online learning yeah uh, yeah because we should not forget that our key attention or the focus should be on the learning process mm. not on using the technology but that it should be a meaningful learning for students the focus on pedagogy is crucial technology is there to accelerate or support the pedagogy but the fundamental principles of learning should always be the driving force behind integration of any form of technology so that's what my belief is and i think as online educators we all have a great responsibility in this regard yeah. but of course there are various challenges in the implement, actual implementation of online education especially as i mentioned in sri lanka as a developing country Uh, both teachers and students face numerous obstacles in online teaching because lack of infrastructure electricity devices connectivity issues and data cost yeah. they all matter but uh, if i can share a few experiences at faculty of education during covid period mm-hmm. uh, we uh, cater to around 5000 to 6000 teachers and teacher educators in one academic year so all over the country so we even very we have people from very remote areas with very you know limited facilities mm. still during the covid period we were able to continue with the teaching learning process because we had this already stable model learning management system yeah uh, and supported with uh, zo- video conferencing and other um, technology applications we did continue even assessments we could even conduct the first uh, online open book examination in 2020 Uh, and uh, first online selection test so uh, even though there were challenges the students were supported by the ict laboratories uh, we have established uh, you know in various uh, parts of the country regional and study centers oesl centers so they were allowed to go there and use the facilities yeah they they can as registered students even i mean any time they can go and use them and also another thing based on the government directive during the covid period all internet service providers in sri lanka provided free internet access to university hosted web service Yeah. so that was uh, another thing that supported because cost is a major issue when uh, accessing online i think this creates an equity issue as well you know we we should not uh, depend on fully online we can't do that because everybody do not have uh, equal access and equal facilities yeah so i think um, a blended approach and the hybrid approach would be the solution uh, in such context and also there are other challenges such as you know lack of awareness and training and resistance to change and lack of institutional support and motivation limited competencies all those things are there so for those things we need the continuous capacity development that's what we can do
so we need uh, you know we need support from all parties uh, to make this happen as educators we can do our part but the other infrastructure and other support you know that has to be provided by other parties so these changing institutional cultures and changing mindsets of all stakeholders including policy makers educational administrators teachers learners it's not an easy task mm. yes but if everybody collaborate i think if each individual does little bit i think that can combine to have a better impact that's what i have experienced mm. so i don't know i am trying to do my part so and try to motivate the others also i think we are moving um, forward maybe slowly yeah Uh, but we have to move forward. Definitely forward. <laughs> so um, the research you'd most like to see, you've, you've read a lot of papers and contributed a lot of papers across your career. If you were to open up a journal tomorrow and see the perfect article that addressed the exact need that you think needed to be written about and researched, what would that article be about? I would really like to see more and more action-oriented research and design-based research. That's my major interest, uh, which is, uh are uh, in relation to technology enabled learning and especially for teacher professional development you know so combining all my interests together so because uh, my interest in edtech integrations has always taken a design based approach now only i realized that even during my undergraduate studies the undergraduate project i designed and created a working you know very basic model to teach complex uh, topic in zoology mm-hmm. and later on during my doctoral research i focused on the design processes in developing internet based study materials so this design aspect has been there and later on all those research projects i mentioned mm-hmm. they were all interventions designed for teachers and educators on integrating ICT in teacher education and OER based e-learning digital education so i have personally experienced and observed the impacts of such interventions mm. if you design them in such a way they support capacity enhancement and empowerment of practitioners in the field so i think that's that's that sort of research is more productive and very valuable to society mm. so i believe that all teachers and educators need to be given opportunities motivation and support to enhance their capacities and overcome their resistance to technologies which is also another um, challenge that we face uh, and empower them to function as change agents as you mentioned the change you know the change is needed but who are the change agents the teachers and educators are the major change agents in the teaching learning process so if we do this sort of research action oriented research it empowers both parties i think it improves both parties the researchers and the um, practitioners who are um, participants of those research especially education design research edr allows practitioners to engage in the development of solutions in practical and complex real world educational problems mm-hmm. in their own context so i i promote this uh, design based approaches even with my doctoral students i promote them to use such approaches because i think that's very useful and that's very um, productive mm. uh, in odl now i am in the odl system uh, i believe that in odl there's immense opportunity for innovations and innovative activities so this sort of research allows putting these novel thoughts into action
through collaborating with uh, practitioners yield very productive outcomes so uh, they love not only putting theory into practice but it also supports changing mindsets and practices among practitioners i i have seen that happening so i think it's very important and also the other important thing is to share these experiences with the others so that's why in all my research projects the which we had at ousl uh, we have uh, you know published widely in addition to that i have personally created several web blogs compiling uh, all those experiences of the practitioners themselves and um, shared them openly uh, as open access uh, web blogs so it mm. their experiences are shared globally it gives a satisfaction for the practitioners themselves because they see their work shared and it gives a, you know sort of motivation and to do such work uh, in the future and we have shared uh, several web blogs actually i have created them called digital education leaders in action mooc musings and dream weaving open educational practices so these web blogs are still there i can share the links mm, yeah. they share uh, experiences uh, via reflective stories video narratives and other resources research work so all this collaborative teamwork is uh, represented there Uh, so i think uh, and also most of our publications are open access articles so that many people can get the experience and you know get something out of them so sharing i believe in sharing openly as well uh, the, not only the research but sharing them with the global audience Mm, mm, fantastic. It sounds like a really good approach because, of course, you're encouraging innovation. Uh, you're also encouraging reflective practicing, um, which is a, a one, another wonderful outcome for teachers. And, of course, you're sharing good practice. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's like, it sounds like a really fascinating uh, part of research. And you've, you've got a lot of um, examples of that already. I, I think the integration of those ideas would be really something, wouldn't it? Actually going through them, uh, drawing out key themes, um, identifying some good practices that could be shared more widely. Yes. Well, Shiranika, two people you'd recommend as leaders or legends of online learning, one whose work or perspective is significantly influencing you now, and one who you think otherwise might have an important perspective to share. Okay, there are so many who have inspired and influenced me, and you have already interviewed most of them. So, <laughs> yes, uh, so um, I would like to... Uh, propose uh, some names um, one is uh, professor thomas c reeves yes yeah he's a professor emeritus um, of learning design and technology in university of georgia usa mm. uh, i've been influenced and inspired with his work uh, since uh, during my uh, doctoral studies because i have been reading a lot uh, of his publications around education technology design Uh, instructional design for web-based learning, authentic e-learning, and recently on design-based research and educational design research. So I think his perspectives around design would be very valuable. Mm, mm. Uh, and another name I would like to recommend is uh, Professor Punya Mishra uh, from Arizona State University, USA. Actually, I'm inspired by his work around creativity in technology-enhanced learning. Mm. Uh, I constantly use and introduce the TPAC framework developed by uh, Kola and Mishra. Uh, and i think that's a very good um, framework to uh, you know merge content technology and pedagogy mm. which uh, you know which we need in this, the design of meaningful technology enhanced learning 
experience design. I introduced them to my student teachers, teacher educators, and used that in my research as well. So I'm sure his uh, creativity perspective would be interesting. Thank you, Sharonika. It's been a fascinating conversation. Um, you've clearly got very, very deep roots in ODL and you've been doing some wonderful work in the online space. Thank you so much for your time and for being a leader and legend of online learning. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to, to share uh, my experiences. Thank you. Thank you. You can learn more about Sharonika from our website. That concludes this episode. Be sure to go to our website, www.onlinelearninglegends.com to follow up on this episode's guest. You'll also find links to others whose ideas continue to inspire and teach online learning professionals, and you can subscribe to future interviews. If you know of a leader or legend we've not yet talked to, please do drop us a line at onlinelearninglegends at gmail.com.